What's up, losers? And welcome to the first ever episode of the Loser Cartoons podcast. This is Sam, and I'm here with Flora. Hey. And Kaniki. Yo. So, this podcast, a little something we brewed up. Uh, just, you know, talk shit about anime, manga, and other otaku things. So, the podcast name. Figured we can go ahead and start with that little discussion. So, rewind a few years ago. I guess, first off, uh, Kaniki and I have known each other for years. Uh, and a few years ago, uh, Kaniki first found out that I was uh, watching anime and into things like that. And used to, you know, kind of get on my case and harass me a little bit and call them loser cartoons. And uh, specifically also, when I used to be into Yu-Gi-Oh! and things like that, called that loser cartoons. So that name kind of just stuck. And it's also a little ironic that she is also probably one of the biggest anime and manga nerds, may I call you a weeb, that I know. Any yeah. rebuttal? Yeah, I was going to say any rebuttal on that. <laughs> no, I mean, the term was definitely intended to hurt feelings. Because <laughs> um, I thought it was lame as fuck. And I didn't like reading subtitles because I didn't know how to read. But that's been remedied now as of recent times. I mean, I that's would a- hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. So, so basically, you're not you're not you know smooth brained anymore. That's cool. Right, right. All right, so, bet, bet, bet. I was a little shocked when who was it that suggested that be the name of our podcast? I was like, near. That's a near for me, Captain. The loser cartoons. Yeah. I thought you were the one that suggested it. Absolutely not. That was me. Because I found it hilarious. Oh my god. That's actually... I actually forgot about that. When I heard it, I was like, that's it. We're done. Stop topping me. Definitely did not want a podcast named after my previous blunders of bullying. Wow. That's so, that's so funny because Flora, you had no idea that was a thing, like at all, right? Yeah, it was like the first time I heard of it, but I was like, if I ever saw a podcast with the name Loser Cartoons, I'm listening to it because, like, I gotta know, you know? Right. And to, and to clear up, Flora, we have actually just met recently within the past year, and uh, you know back to the whole reason for this podcast just you know we've hung out some you know talked about it and uh just you know thought we'd just do this for fun just for a little, <laughs> little shits and giggles if i hit a nickel for every time he said you know i'm a fucking millionaire <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I think oh great! Yeah, oh, great. First, yeah. first episode, and Kaniki's already hysterically laughing. This is this is gonna be a great time. <laughs> That's just Kaniki, you know. Yeah. Get what? just get get used to that. <laughs> I need half a jar of Nutella with this spoon. I'm kind of on a sugar high right now. Oh my god! And I think oh I'm lord! Allergic. What? Oh lord! 
Uh-oh. You better not be. I can't go to the ho- drive you to the hospital. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> all right. Well, would we like to go ahead and jump into our first topic? Ready. All right. So for our first topic today, we're going to go ahead and talk about Bakugo from My Hero Academia and his character evolution over the years. So Bakugo, I think we can all agree, when he was very, very young in his elementary school days, things like that, kind of a dick, kind of a bully, you know, really just, I, yes, still is. But back then, really just bullied the shit out of Midoriya for no reason. Yeah. And so, I guess, yeah. Yeah. And then, I stand. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. And then, you know, moving forward, we've seen, you know, quite a bit of progression. And so, go that how, far. You would you would not go that far? No. Interesting. So, so you don't think Bakugo has progressed very much since he was, you know, a small child. I think he's made minute changes. I don't know that I would go as far to say, like, incredible character development, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm of the opinion that he needs some serious therapeutic intervention. Like, for real. But also, I'm also of the opinion, on the flip side, that he's just a little bitch baby. (laughs) And that's just gonna be my opinion. Oh, Oh, that's rough. That's rough. I'm a big fan of Bakugo. Okay, so, like, I find him funny sometimes when he blows off, but on the other hand, I'm like, you really need to just calm down. Like, it's not that serious. Like, just a fucking, take a fucking joke. cocktail of mental illness. Yeah, and it's like, for what? Like, what Like, why? You know? Like, why? Why are you like this? Because, listen, alright, here we go. This, this, this is my perspective on Bakugo. So, when he was a little little snot bag, he um, was a fucking bully, right? And had this, like, superiority complex, which is cool. Like, I love characters who are bullies and have superiority complexes. I wonder why. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) So, moving on, because everyone knows Flora has an attitude problem. Um, I had an issue, though, with him bullying a quirkless kid. Like, if you're going to have a superiority complex, like, at least pick on people who have quirks, right? But he was just so fucking jealous of the fact that Midoriya was a good person and he wasn't. So he's like, let me bully the shit out of this kid for seemingly no fucking reason. And, like, it also doesn't help that the adults and just the environment around him was, like, it was just that negative feedback loop. Like, they weren't helping. They were just exacerbating the issue. And it's just, like... It was just a cesspool of negativity. And it was just not healthy for either of them. So, like, on one hand, I understand why he was like that. Because, again, he wasn't really getting, like, support. And, like, no one was, like, telling him, hey, don't fucking do that. But on the other hand, it's like, you you should know, you know, to not do that. 
if I make it back. He is like nine. He was nine at the time. I was going to say, you can't necessarily put the blame on a literal child for, yeah, you know, no, but I'm having also a superiority not just, complex. I'm also not just talking about him when he was, like, in elementary school. I'm talking about also when he was in middle school. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I wasn't just pinpointing it in, like, in, well, in developmental stage. Like, Well, what's the, what's the difference between blaming a nine-year-old and blaming a 12-year-old? Well, for one thing... You know, twelve-year-olds they do have a lot more, uh, like mental, like um, fuck. What am I trying to say? I think emotional regulation is what you're looking for. Thank you. And like you, there are just some things that you know as a twelve-year-old that you know you don't know as a nine-year-old. And like, up until his last year of middle school, like when his cognitive like abilities at that stage, he should just. There are just things you know, like not to do. You know. I suppose so, and don't get me wrong, I'm not going to defend Bakugo's actions pre-high school at all. Like, I can completely understand people just not being a fan for, of him for being a bully, being just an arrogant asshole, and just doing things for no reason sometimes. I get that. My whole discussion begins with his journey when he starts at UA. So. Okay. Obviously, you know, very beginning of his stay at UA, he's pretty much the same as when he was at the end of middle school. Obviously, because, you know, no real time has passed. But I think a big, a big key that really kind of started his development was him first finding out that Midoriya has a quirk. Because from that point, his bullying shifts and it shifts from a a bullying for a superior uh, through a superiority complex to bullying almost through jealousy because he sees how destructive and powerful Midoriya's quirk is and i think to a to a degree he almost felt lied to and i i think that like almost hurt him emotionally cuz He's known, he's known Midori his whole child life, and okay. one, one day he just now finds out that Midori has a quirk? Okay, alright. No. Like, Who the fuck, when he says, no, <laughs> when like, he says, wait, wait, can I hear you have a fucking quirk? Who the fuck are you? Midoriya isn't your friend. You've bullied the shit out of him your whole fucking lives. Why do you deserve to know whether or not he has a quirk? Yeah, that's literally what I was going to be like. I was going to be like, Midoriya doesn't owe Bakugo any explanations. None. As far as the superiority complex go, I honestly think the fact that he's jealous is because of the superiority complex, because he wants to be better than Midoriya. Yeah, he he sees, you know, Midoriya as a stepping stone. I think he's actually said it to his face. You're a stepping stone. If I'm not... I can't remember. Bakugo's like, I'm better than you. So why was I not chosen to have one for all? I mean, that's superiority at its fucking finest. Well, okay. Before before we get to that part, because I definitely want to get into the whole dynamic with those two involved with All Might. I I understand the using Midoriya as a stepping stone and that, you know, playing into the superiority complex, but it's not like Midoriya was specifically just targeted out by himself. Bakugo wants to be better than everyone. 
he wants to be the number one hero and has been has made that very clear since he was a kid. So it's not necessarily like, yes, he he would, you know, call out Midoriya by name when saying I'm going to be better than you or I am better than you. But it's not like he only just wanted to be better than Midoriya. He wanted to be better than everyone. You don't think he was especially terrible to Midoriya. And also, we know that he wants to be better than everyone. But why is he picking on a kid that didn't have a fucking quirk? Well, because, well to... I don't know. I mean, because he was there. Because he, because Midoriya threatened the status quo, basically. Because he was quirkless, but he was also dreaming to be a hero. And no matter what anyone told him or threw at him, he kept driving towards that goal and kept saying, you know, I'm going to be a hero. And Bakugo was threatened by that because in his opinion... And in his and what was like reinforced by the environment around them, quirkless, they're useless, you know, and they're not heroes, they're nothing. And so because Midoriya would not let go of his dream of being a hero and was very vocal about it and kept, you know, going to those villain fights, doing his little uh, quirk analysis notebooks, you know, he was he was threatened by that. I don't remember where I was going with that point, but that's my opinion. Okay, but you don't think that he was okay, but you don't think that that means he was particularly terrible to Midoriya? No, he absolutely was. Like Midoriya was absolutely one of his like main victims. Like we're, we, I mean, we only really see it from Midoriya's perspective, and from Midoriya's perspective, Bakugo singled him out. Basically every time, like you see it in class, even in like the brief flashbacks to when they were young and Midoriya got in front of him when he was like targeting some other kid, like. And that's, that's a point I wanted to bring up was that a lot of this storytelling is through Midoriya's eyes. So we don't see the other people that Bakugo necessarily picked on when they were younger. I think it's hard to make the claim that it's only through Midoriya's eyes, despite him being the narrator of the story, because it seems to be a pretty objective view of the relationships between the characters. I mean, that may be true now, but not necessarily in the flashbacks, because now it's easier for uh, Midoriya to have a objective view because he's involved with all these people. Back in middle school and even elementary school, he wasn't necessarily involved with all the people around because Midoriya, for the most part, we've seen was pretty much a loner. Didn't really have a whole lot of friends. Didn't really talk to anybody. What about Bakugo? Picked on him, so I mean, he was pretty much an outcast. What What about Bakugo's flashbacks? Perfectly aligning with Midoriya's, they have the same perspective. Not the same yeah. perspective. I mean. Obviously, in Bakugo's head, he's thinking, who is this little corkless freak trying to tell me what the fuck is up? And Midoriya's like, why is he so mean to me? But the interactions were the same in the flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, agree, I'll agree with that. Lick, I mean, lick, lick my balls. I'm not right. doing that. Okay, but to bring up another point when it comes to the relationship between those two, um, I think a lot of another reason why Bakugo really started to not it's almost it's almost like like I was saying his bullying of Deku started to shift a little bit because obviously elementary school middle school Midoriya was always making the claims that he wanted to be a hero right but obviously he was quirkless so that always infuriated Bakugo until 
the day that Midoriya ran in to s- try to save Bakugo from the slime hero. Until that day, I don't. I, th- I think. Villain? Yeah, the sl- or, sorry, the slime villain. I think Bakugo to that up to that day just thought Midoriya was all talk, and when he saw Midoriya actually jump into action before anyone else was around, even All Might himself, who was there, Midoriya jumped in before. And when Bakugo saw that, I think that only added fuel to the fire to be like, why is he able to make heroic actions even without a quirk? And that, I think, only made his, uh, his, his issues with Midoriya kind of grow. But at the same time, though, then fast-forwarding forward to when he finds out that Midoriya got the quirk, quirk from All Might... Then wouldn't he understand why he was given the quirk? I mean, it's just... It's ridiculous. I mean, I just I have an issue with characters. If you want to become the number one hero, you want to be better than everyone, that's great. Almost everyone has that aspiration. You need to keep your head down and focus on yourself instead of what the fuck Midoriya is doing. Well, okay. Like, they're just so... Like, yeah, I agree with you, but like... like... Midoriya and Bakugo are just so entwined with each other because of their backstory that it's also really difficult to do that. Especially since, like, I mean, from my perspective, to an extent, like, like their relationship is just overall, like, unhealthy and they, they just need therapy. But also, like, this is just my opinion. Like, you can agree, disagree, whatever. But to an extent, I feel like Bakugo is, like, low-key obsessed with Midori. Because that's what it seems like to me. Duh. But like, yeah. Duh, he's fucking obsessed. That's part of the issue I have with him. Like, dude, if you want to bang, just fucking bang. Oh my god. Oh my god, alright. I I don't think... (laughs) No, that's that's not a part of the relationship. I definitely think Bakugo (laughs) wants to reach around for Midoriya. I mean, if... (laughs) <laughs> not to infu- not to infuriate the massive Fujoshi fan base that is in the My Hair Academia fan base, but yeah, that is that is not a thing. <laughs> well, it certainly fucking seemed like it now, doesn't it? I'm sure Midoriya is the last thing Bakugo thinks about when he goes to sleep, and the first thing he thinks about when he wakes up. Ah, oh my god! Just like my fucking father. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> <laughs> So by that logic, you're you want to bang your father? No, what? No. Where did this conversation go? Oh my god! No, I don't think about my father. You know what? Let's stop talking about my father and go back to the fact that Bakugo wants to stick it inside Midoriya because I think no, he doesn't. (laughs) We need to address. Oh my god. Uh. How did this go from Bakugo's character development? (laughs) <laughs> to your father, to Bakugo wanting to fuck Midoriya. Because <laughs> Kaneki just just enjoys Kaneki just enjoys male characters who, for the most part, have no business being together. Just fucking. Yeah, put some respect on my name. You really should just be writing fan fictions at this be. point. I, I, there's no reason. There's no reason you shouldn't. Well, I can't. Oh my stop, God. So that's a problem. What do you mean you, you can't, can't spell? 
There's literal spell check for a reason. I don't trust it. What? It's run by the okay. government. Oh my god. Alright, you weirdo. So, back on topic when it comes to Bakugo's evolution and development as a character. I want to go a little bit more in-depth when it comes to the interaction with Bakugo and Midoriya at the end of Season 3 and the implications that had on their relationship. So, rewind a little bit before that, and we obviously all remember the All Might versus uh, All for One fight. Yeah. And we now, knowing, looking back at that, know what was, for the most part, going through Bakugo's head when he got kidnapped. He blamed himself for getting getting kidnapped, and he blamed himself for All Might essentially going into retirement because he had to save him to be able to and fight all for one. I think that was, to me, a big stepping stone for Bakugo to almost realize that he can't take on the whole world by himself and that his actions have repercussions uh, to other people, specifically to people he cares about. And I think that almost kind of brought him back down to earth a little bit. And I think that was a big key in me, like starting to like, like fully enjoy Bakugo's character moving forward. I definitely think it showed that he has the ability to have trust in people and to make friends, especially that interaction with Kirishima. But I don't know. Yeah, you're right. He didn't make a progress step forward, but in my eyes, I don't really see true progress until he makes it with Midoriya, which we can talk about in a second, but yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a stepping stone in his development, but also, like, just in his personal growth. You know, I feel like it just, his whole self-awareness kind of, of the situation just really showed how much he has grown and how much he can grow. Um, I mean, I'm still not a fan of Bakugo, but yeah. And that's, I find and that's, funny sometimes. And that's fine. But. That's fine. I mean, obviously, you know, no one's, like, required to be a fan of any character, and that's mm-hmm. all right. Um, you know, I just, I, just like to, I just like to make my own opinions heard. That's all. Okay, so piggybacking, piggybacking off of the uh, Bakugo... Um, progression when it comes to the uh, retirement of All Might. So then after that, obviously, we had the interaction of Bakugo fighting Midoriya at uh, one of the testing sites in the middle of the night. And so my biggest takeaway Mm -hmm. from that fight was the fact that obviously now, I mean, well, the biggest takeaway is obviously Bakugo knowing the secret now, but also... The fact that Bakugo was able to acknowledge Midoriya as a true rival instead of just someone he looks down on. And I think that showed like a little bit of maturity growth that was necessary. Which like I understand, you know, Bakugo still he's not mature. He's still an asshole. He's still a bully. I get that. But I I think I think just seeing the the little steps he's taking 
to better himself and to truly become a better hero and like truly acknowledging Midoriya as a true rival, I think that's I think that was enough for me to first off put Bakugo in my top five in in uh, my hero, but to also just acknowledge Bakugo as a well-written character. I want to be clear here about something though. I don't dislike Bakugo because he's an asshole. Like that's not like I feel like that's kind of gotten lost in translation when I've been trying to explain why I don't particularly enjoy Bakugo. I love characters that are assholes. I think they add a certain dynamic and can have a certain like complexity to them that makes the story more interesting. It's just that Bakugo just seems a bit stunted. Like, for example, like, you know, like that saying that monsters are, like, created, not born, or whatever? Like, which, in a sense, like I said, adds more complexity to the story, but obviously there might be more to Bakugo and Midoriya's relationship. I don't know. I'm an anime only, obviously. But give me a reason for why you are the way you are okay, your mother's loud. Like, okay, that was cute. That was funny. But I need a little bit more on why you are the way you are. And if that is just the way you are, I don't like how it feels targeted specifically at one character who seemingly doesn't deserve it. Or like backtracking to when they were a bit younger, like before the whole quirk thing. But that that's really relevant to me though. And because it, it's constantly being shown in flashbacks. I mean, I don't even remember the last time we've really seen flashbacks to their middle school. Like, there definitely wasn't one in season four. And, like, maybe they were very minutely showed during the fight between those two at the end of season three. But, like, I I, I truly believe they have gone past that point. And given, I know, I know that the Heroes Rising movie is not canon. I know. But to a degree, they still want to show the characters' interactions together how they would be in that time period. That's at least what I would like to believe. And seeing those two being able to work so seamlessly together, and in order to be able to do that, you have to have respect for one another. I think that, I think seeing that was kind of a tipping point for me to where I think they have fully gotten past the bullying for no reason that they had in the past and have kind of moved to the point to where, yes, they still definitely need therapy. They definitely need need to talk some things out. But I I think it's, 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 it's past the point of it being a significant problem to the story, not necessarily them as characters. I will agree with you, Sam, in the sense that I do think that the the second movie was actually a big turning point. And that's what I was kind of waiting for, like, despite all the Bakugo hate I've been spewing, I was waiting for us to get to the second movie aspect because, like, that was when I had a shift on my perspective of Bakugo, and I don't love him yet. I am simply okay with him now rather than just outright disliking him despite, you know, other than the fact that he just has incredible pecs. I mean, just god tier and neck muscles, but I feel like we're getting a little off track at this point. 
Um, when I saw him put aside his pride and actually work with Midoriya to defeat a common enemy is when I knew that he was making progress because previously he would have sooner knocked Midoriya out and buried him in a hole and taken on the villain himself before work, you know, with Deku. Absolutely. And Flora, you still, even having seen this movie and even reading far ahead in the manga as well, you still completely are just not a Bakugo fan. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I don't, like, hate him. I just, I'm just more neutral towards him now. Um, one thing I just, just a part of his, like, Ooh, backstory that I just don't think I'll ever get over is his suicide baiting of Midoriya. Um, and that's just more of a personal issue for me because I have been suicide baited in the past and that's I just can't, I just can't get point, over it. Like, no matter Laura, how much girls- honestly. He'll go through. I'll always seriously. I mean, that. That, but that's telling just someone to off themselves. That just, that's that's fucking ridiculous, dude. Especially when it's you're technically chat like someone you've known since like three, four years old. Like, and like I said, I cannot warrant no anything he did pre high school. So that's completely warranted. I guess for me, I just have I have an ability to just kind of section off Bakugo's character to where I can appreciate him post high school and even like in sections there and then kind of pre high school is just to me almost a completely different character even though they even though they're sorry uh, between high school and middle school I think pre high school so middle school and before to me is like a completely different character, even though I do know that there's, you know, very little growth between ending of middle school and the beginning of high school. For like, I agree that he has grown as a character and everything. Like, I won't deny that he is, he is growth and that he has the potential to grow more. I just personally am just neutral towards him. I feel like I'm right in the middle. Um, I think right now, like, the reason why Bakugo pre-high school is affecting my opinion so much is because he hasn't shown entirely that he's different than that person. Um, I know, Sam, you said you think of them as different people, but I don't yet. (laughs) Um, I don't think he's quite there yet. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So I I think that about wraps up our discussion on Bakugo. You guys have uh, any final points to add in? Mineta's the best character in my hero. Oh, God. Uh, oh, my God. Like, just honestly, unparalleled. Incredible. Only, t- only time I can no. ever think Mineta is even relatively funny is just in the English dub. If you're if you're watching the Japanese dub and watching the subtitles, then there's just no chance of finding that little shit funny. I think the My Hero dub is better than the sub. Don't at me. I think they're about on equal plane. Only thing I like about the sub better is just simply Midoriya's voice. Oh, yeah, I'd agree with that. That's it. But we can discuss that on a different day. Okay, everyone. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of Loser Cartoons Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, like, share, and follow us on TikTok and Twitter. Those links will be in the, in the description. 
And we'll be back again in two weeks. Later, losers.